Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. How are you doing today, sir? Hello, sir. Happy post-Christmas. Yes. Welcome back post holidays. Uh, I mm. I have eaten a lot of food. I mm. have stuffed my face. I have. Mm. Uh, we have celebrated. We've driven around and looked at. We looked at all the Christmas decorations in Vancouver. We did mm. what Re- Rebecca calls an ooh ah tour, where you drive <laughs> around, and when you see the pretty lights, you go ooh, ooh. Ah. ah. Yeah, you got to do that. So we did that. <laughs> That was a fun night. What but, did you uh, eat? Tell me what you ate. Oh, what did you had eat? ham and the turkeys and the cranberry sauce and the all the yeah. classics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just that's what the holidays are all about, right? Food. We made cookies. Yeah. We decorated cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a it's been a fun holiday. Yeah. See, when it comes to like traditional holiday foods, like a ham and turkey, it's difficult because Megan's vegan, right? And when yeah. you're vegan. You can't have ham and you can't have turkey. And nobody to this date has come up with a really good no. ham, like a vegan ham, an imitation ham. There's a great imitation burger. I think you've had a Beyond Burger before, right? Oh, or I love Beyond burger. Burgers, yes. They're lovely. Oh, they're lovely. delicious. Mm, so. I don't know how they make the Beyond Burger taste so... It's got the fatty yumminess of like a beef, yes. of a ground beef that's just... It's, it's buttery yes. in your mouth. It's delicious. You agree. It's it's like if someone it. was to hand you, here's a Beyond Burger, here's a regular burger. Take your pick. You would pick Beyond Burger. I love Beyond Burgers. Yeah, yeah, I love them. And I just got a text from Megan saying imitation ham is amazing. I did not know. There's a good imitation ham. Okay, well, I I, I stand corrected. Oh, <laughs> good know to know. That. I'm sure there's yeah, good. good to know. I, I remember once years ago, I was stuck on location by myself during mm. Thanksgiving. I couldn't fly yeah. home or, you know, be with family. Right. So I decided yeah. to go to the store and I was on one of those. I, I I am not a vegetarian, but I was I was working and I'm by myself and I was and I was on one of those health kicks. So I decided to get like this small imitation turkey, like ve- vegetarian turkey. And it was like a little ball and you stick it in the oven and you bake it or whatever. And I did that. It was yeah. the most disgusting, <laughs> so gross. And it, and it made me even sadder. I'm like, I'm by myself in a hotel room on Thanksgiving <laughs> and I'm eating this imitation turkey that just, it made me nauseous to eat it. It was so bad. So was there are some, <laughs> there are some good ones out there for vegetarians. I'm sure I don't mean to offend or insult vegetarians because there's right. some amazing food, but there's also, let's admit it, some really bad junk out there. That's just disgusting. Robbie, would that rank as yes. your saddest Thanksgiving then? I think one? it might've been. Yeah, it was okay. pretty it's it's funny because people think like oh showbiz is so glamorous and there's moments where it can be very glamorous but it's kind of yeah. like the carnival it's like being a carnival worker yeah. like you're 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 always traveling in strange places yeah. you, you you don't get the comfort and warmth of some of the traditions that a lot of people mm. enjoy with family and mm. friends and mm-hmm. um and it's not glamorous a lot of times no. <laughs> that was the that was a pretty sad little <laughs> by myself in a hotel room with a fake. Tofurkey, tofu turkey. <laughs> 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 
Well, I'm going to share my saddest one too then. My okay, saddest good. by far. Yeah, every, we have to balance that out. Uh, my saddest Thanksgiving was in college when I was uh-huh. at college at UCLA. And I had been invited to Thanksgiving from uh, more than one person. This is when my parents were still living back in Tennessee. So yeah. I obviously I wasn't going back for uh, Thanksgiving. So I had received two invitations from two buddies of mine to go back to mm-hmm. their parents' house. Saying, right. Hey, come on come on down. And one female friend. But there was this one particular young lady that I was really hoping to get an invitation from, which I was waiting and waiting. So I turned down everybody else thinking I would be invited to this one girl that I kind of had a crush on. And I never got the invite. And so what I did was I went to a local restaurant that was still open that that made just a a turkey dinner to go. And it was in a styrofoam box. And I remember taking it back to my condo and I was sitting there. And the of this, I don't know, 600 unit condo, 590 people were gone. There was like, like nobody was there. Nobody right? so was except there. For me. Oh, yeah. no. So I'm eating out of this styrofoam box, this turkey dinner at college, thinking about I could have been somewhere else if I wasn't so stupid and held out for this supposed invite that was supposed to come that never came. And I remember sitting there eating that turkey dinner and hearing all the leaves rust just being blown about by the wind outside mm. of the patio and that was oh. the only thing right yeah it was very very sad yeah. and sometimes if you're from the if you're like from the east coast or a place where there's more seasons and weather and then you go to california that first holiday in southern california when you're from somewhere else it can mm. be very unsettling because there's no seasons in southern california like you know yeah. if you're used to a you know a crisp Thanksgiving dinner, you know, dinner and yeah. outside throwing the football in the cold or something. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's 75 no. degrees and sunny and, you right. know, or Christmas or New Year's in Southern California. Um, uh, you know, the weather is amazing, mm. but you sort of miss, I, I like feeling the seasons change. I love when the yeah. snow comes and the, yeah. or the rain, the hard rain in the spring and seeing the blossoms yeah. and things like that. So, uh, Hey, yeah. did you guys get snow in, uh, in the Couve, in Vancouver, in Vancouver, there was some yeah. snow locally. Definitely, the mountains are covered. We actually drove down to uh, White Rock and Crescent Beach area, and okay. uh, there was snow down there, which was really fun. We took Walter the dog and yeah. ran him around in the snow. So we're we're we definitely are getting a a great Hallmark Christmas experience for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Two yeah. days ago, we got hammered. We got hammered. There's snow everywhere here. So wow. It's, it's wow. crazy. Yeah. Which is well, nice, you know. Happy holidays. To be able to see that. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. This week. Yes, what are we doing uh, this week? We are, yeah, we're doing, uh, the. we are reviewing um, the episode Investigations. That's Investigations the is the next Investigations one. Yes, it is. is the next one. Right. Yeah. So why don't we, uh, why don't we go watch this uh, episode and come back and give everybody our two cents worth on this. Star Trek Voyager Investigations. Let's go investigate. All right, welcome back, guys, from watching Investigations. Investigations, yes. It's, uh, wow. That was a little bit of what I remembered, I guess, from, you know, put together from the title and and everything, but not at all. I had no idea that Tom Paris had such a big story. I didn't remember any Tom Paris story. I know. And, and I just bit, want to say, uh, yeah. I want to apologize. You you were literally done probably 36 minutes before I was done with this review watching this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, I don't know you, how I got through that one pretty fast. I was, I was actually well, 
enjoying watching it. So I didn't pause. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll stop it and I'll make notes and stuff, but I was kind of caught up in it. So I, I didn't make as many notes. I just sort of watched it. And uh, I didn't. I paused a lot and oh, I got distracted did. and I paused a lot. There's the one part I probably paused and rewound, rewound 10 times. Wow. Like over and over and over again. That wow. scene with you and Neelix in the in the room uh, when you're packing. Like that. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so it took me a lot longer to get finished. Wow. Uh, so I apologize for that, but we're here. So that's good. Here we um, are. Let's do our, let's do our little synopsis. Your, um, your limerick and then my, oh, yeah. let me get to my limerick. This is very exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Okay. Here's my limerick for the episode investigations. Mm. Neelix starts a morning news briefing. Tom quits and announces he's leaving. Jonas is caught. He and Neelix fought. And the doctor can't get the attention he's seeking. <laughs> what percentage of that is McNeil and what percentage of that is Rebecca? 50-50. Mm, I'll split really? that down the middle. Yeah. Right down the middle? 50-50? split that one down the middle, yeah. I got to have, I gotta have a, a collaborator on this. I can't do a yeah. limerick by myself. I got to. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, season three, I'm going to, I'm going to have to probably enlist the aid of Megan. She is Irish in background. So, there so you she'll go. have Maybe natural abilities in natural, the limerick. Yes. Yeah. Natural I limerick. Think... limerick. <laughs> that is, that is one of the prerequisites of being Irish. You must be really good at limericks. At limericks. Exactly. An Irishman or an Irish lady. Okay. Um, what's your haiku? haiku? Yeah. I want to hear. <clears throat> Here we go. Tom leaves Voyager. Search for spy intensifies. It's Jonas. He dies. <laughs> nice. You like the delivery there? It's Jonas. Yeah. He, he, it was almost Shatner-esque. It's Jonas. He dies. He dies. So, yeah. and nice. did you notice I rhymed search for spy intensifies. There's a little rhyme a lot, in yeah. the haiku. It's, you're though. warming up for the limerick you're going to have to do in season I three. Am, yes, I am. And I was sitting there thinking, why did I agree to do that? Am I an idiot? I, I don't know, know why. I, I sat it. there and I took it on. And I knew that I just saw this weight just lift. It was like an invisible weight lifted off your shoulder. The yes. minute I said, I'll take limericks for season three. <laughs> and you were like, ah, thank you. All right. Thank you. Yes. Um, I like this episode. It was fun. Um, yeah. A, yeah, a briefing with Neelix. I I have to be honest. I felt like there's a lot of parallels between Neelix and myself in a way. Like at the end with his crazy goofy laugh, I have a crazy goofy laugh. Yeah. Neelix with his whole briefing with Neelix is kind of my idea of Delta Flyers. Like this is our briefing yes. with Neelix. It was Neelix, his, right? he was doing like his podcast. He was doing his podcast. I can't believe Before it. Before podcasts were a, a were thing. A thing. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe that's what I got it from. Maybe subconsciously I got yeah. it from uh, my idea from Neelix's idea. Briefings so with go. Neelix. Mm-hmm. We should change the name of this to instead of Delta Flyers, it should be Briefings with Tom and Harry. Yeah. Or, you know, to make it even shorter, just put Tom and Harry together. Briefings with Terry or face <laughs> <laughs> with Hom. Hom is Harry and Tom. So Hom. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Did you notice anybody in this episode in the very beginning? Did I notice anybody in the episode? Oh, well, yes. Okay. Yes. Let's get there in a second. But All right. Okay. Neelix is trying to boost, boost morale briefings with uh, briefings with Neelix. Yeah. And, uh, and then he runs into Harry in the, in the hallway in the, uh, mm. in the, what do we call it? <laughs> Our hallways are. 
corridor corridors that's uh, what that's yeah. the starfleet word yeah so you're in the corridor and i literally went oh my god when that moment came up it was the prince of jordan you i forgot this was the episode and that's the moment famous moment yeah. for all of us that yeah. the prince of jordan was on our show yeah. and i forgot that you were yeah you were chit-chatting with him what were you talking about with him <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny is I don't recall I don't remember this scene properly. Like for years I've been telling this story about the prince coming on the show. Yeah. And I always sit there at conventions and I talk about, yeah, you know, I get a memo and it says next week uh you will be in a scene with Prince Abdullah of Jordan, yeah. who will yeah. be here in Starfleet uniform as a walk-on background actor. I said, Well, okay. And um I remember meeting him. And I said, uh, I said, Prince Abdullah, how are you? Oh, my name is Garrett. And he's like, oh, very nice to meet you. I said, how's it going? He said, I'm really nervous. I'm really, really nervous. I said, really? You are the crown prince of a country. Uh, is, you will soon be the king of your country. Yeah, which he is now. Nervous? He is the king. Yeah, he's, he's the king. He's, he's the been king the king, of king for a while. Yeah. King Abdullah. And I, I just, I honestly felt that was the, most oddest thing to come out of his mouth. I thought, huh, like, I mean, you clearly have, you know, been in front of a camera yeah. in terms of talking to your nation and to the people, yeah. your followers, uh, your subjects, and uh, you're probably used to that. And um, Prince Abdullah or King Abdullah, let's just call him King. He's King right now. So yeah. King Abdullah yeah. um, is fluent in English. I think he went to, he, he and his siblings went to university in the US. So mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. they had US upbringing uh, for part of their lives. I feel like so he his, went to USC. Is, Did he go to USC? Not sure, but he really, his English is perfect. Um, yeah. He's very well-spoken and he is a huge, huge fan of Star Trek. I mean, yeah. mega fan. And this was one of the things he wanted to do. He wanted to have a walk on. And I remember when he said he was nervous, I was like, wow. I said, you know what, Prince Abdullah, let me help you a little bit here. Let me give you like a little bit of an an acting exercise or something I, to get your mind off of your nervousness. And it, it instantly took me back to the pilot episode of Voyager, Caretaker, where I was so nervous in that intro scene where Tom comes in and orders the tomato soup. And I'm sitting off with the other, um, the, the the first officer. Oh, and yeah. Doctor. Yeah, that's right. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And they helped me by doing a little improv, you know. So I yeah. said, you know, this is my time to pay it forward and help out this person, the prince, from being nervous. And I just said to him, I said, listen, you're not, you don't have any lines in here, thank God, so you don't have to say anything, but you are on camera. And anybody whose background, um, who is worth their salt as a background actor is going to try to keep a life going and mm. not just be a prop. You know, you have to be able to, to, to do something to make it look like. Yeah. You create are an imaginary remember. circumstance for yourself of what you're exactly. doing, what your activity is, why you're yeah. here, where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, and I, I wanted to keep it simple. So I didn't go through all that kind of stuff that an actor needs to do to prepare beforehand. I said, just do this. Imagine that, as I'm talking to you, I, I, as the camera comes up to us, I'm sort of just chatting with you. And um, I don't have any lines until Neelix talks to me. So let me just talk to you. And I, I, I'm going to move my mouth. And just you imagine something. Can you just think of something, a, an amusing story or maybe a joke that somebody told you in the last couple of months that, that you know, made you smile or made you feel good? And, and he says, yes, I can. And I said, okay, so imagine now that when I'm moving my mouth, 
I am repeating that story or that joke or whatever you have in your mind right now that I am going, I'm telling you that same thing. And now when you hear it, I want you to, to try, try to imagine hearing this for the very first time and go through your emotions of what that, that, that feelings, the feelings oh, that you fine. had when you first heard this. And so this will keep your mind occupied so that you're not completely dear the headlights, you know, no, uh, yeah. syndrome. So, um, but the funny thing is I recall, I didn't have any lines. I recall this scene was a scene between Neelix and another person on the ship oh, and that it funny. was just the, yeah, the Prince and I were in the background and that at the end of the, when the scene is over, uh, Neelix leaves, whoever else leaves. And that's the end of the scene that I wasn't right. part of the scene. And you thought and clearly, you were background as well. Oh, that's yes, funny because you had a I, big speech to I him did. I had a about being speech. a journalist and yes. like what you say I, in that scene to him is very important any, in the story. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of that, but being part of this, I remember just being the very background. And I also remember, I also remember Prince Abdullah having more of a reaction. I thought, and I've been telling this story at conventions for years, that, that the camera comes on me, I move my mouth, the prince remembers whatever I said, it was a funny story, and he goes, <laughs> and he does a little laugh. He doesn't really do a laugh. He just kind of like <laughs> looks at me and smiles and just kind of nods at me. Or, but he or, does right? smile. It definitely was yeah, a, so light, maybe, a light reaction, but it was, it was very yeah, subtle. Yeah. Yeah. So it you, felt very so natural. Guess, he didn't seem nervous at all. Whatever you said yeah. to him. Seemed to so it helped, have focused. Right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it did help. Yeah. Him. It did help. Yeah, and he looks good in a Starfleet uniform. He I'm going to say that. Yeah. yeah. For for a royalty, he, he looks like he great. Fit right in there. He fit right in. So you know. Well, I'm, that was I'm fun wondering. to see. That was really yeah. fun to see because I I've you know it's legendary when when the prince at the time was on our show, but for mm -hmm. all of us, but I hadn't seen that. I don't think since uh, since we filmed the show. So. So that was yeah. great. It was a surprise yeah. to see. And that yeah. scene was very important because you pushed Neelix to do the hard, to do hard news, not just lighthearted right. stuff on his right. uh, briefings with Neelix. And yeah. you tell him the job of a journalist is independent. So he, that's why he keeps going after, you know, uh, the truth here and, right. and eventually helps out Jonas and obviously. Mm -hmm. So I did this whole thing. And then years later, after filming this scene, I'm back in, Taiwan visiting it was a wedding of a cousin or something like that mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it comes out that my cousin's father my uncle met the prince oh, <laughs> and I wow. was like what yeah because my uncle world that's crazy a very small world wow. and 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 so my cousin goes yeah you know my dad also met prince Abdullah and I said what wow. like, yeah because like my uncle um is the youngest general in Taiwanese military history. So he went over to Jordan um, as a Taiwanese general for the mm -hmm. Taiwanese army. And he went over there to basically, um, you know, some type of ceremonial type yeah, of like, hey, we acknowledge you. Yeah, this kind mm -hmm. of, exactly. And Prince Abdullah presented my uncle with a Jordanian ceremonial dagger. <laughs> like it was wow. like, yeah, yeah wow. he has this, this dagger and its sheath and everything like that. And I didn't even know any of this stuff. And if I had wow. known this beforehand, I could have brought this up. I would have said, you know, well, my uncle's, uh, you know, General Wong, you know him. And I, I didn't know that until years later. So wow. that's the side. Yeah. Just want to throw Small that out there. World. Small world for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, did you notice after they leave Prince Abdullah and, uh, Harry starts adjusting his comp badge. I think this is the first and only time 
that Harry Kim adjusts really? his that anybody actually I'm literally twisting it around and adjusting it. I'm not hitting it. I'm just like playing with it. And I thought, wow, That's why did unusual. I do that? Why did why I make did that choice? Yes. Yeah, that is unusual. I've never seen anyone do that before. No. In fact, no. in this episode, to jump to much later, Jonas takes Neelix's comm badge off and right. his own comm badge off, which I've yeah. never, I, I don't recall other stories where we've purposely removed comm badges like that. That I can I think have, of it. Yeah, there may be one other time, I think. Yeah. But still, it's rare to see that to be removed. And yeah. also rare for me to uh, sit here and adjust and play with it. What the yeah. heck? And, and I don't think this is a directorial um, uh, thing. We used to I don't do think that all less... the time when, when the wardrobe people would come up for what we call final touches, where right before yeah. we're about to roll, mm-hmm. hair and makeup come up and wardrobe comes up and they used to use these rollers and get all mm-hmm. the lint off of our yep. costumes. And right. then sometimes they would take the comm badge, the wardrobe people, and they go, oh, that looks a little crooked. And they'd adjust the they, comm badge. So, they so would we adjust did it. adjust them all the time, but it was more of right. an off-camera thing that we would oh, do. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's just so weird to me. And I don't think Les Landau, who directed this episode, would have said, Garrett, I need you to walk down the corridor and adjust your comm badge. I think yeah. that was just some weird nervous twitch that I had that I did. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to quickly uh, credit who, who the teleplay is by Jerry Taylor, story by Jeff Schnaufer and Ed Bond. And of course, I just mentioned, directed by Uncle Les Landau on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the scene in the turp, that was a long scene for Kim. I, I had no yeah. clue that that even happened. So, hmm. yeah, that was a nice long scene. And then I thought it was weird at the very end of that scene, Neelix gets a call from the bridge. It's a female voice. I don't know who it was. Yes. I don't know who was calling Neelix. And I don't think I ever remember any of our crew members getting some strange voice from anywhere saying, hey, Harry, you've got a call. <laughs> what? When does that happen? Like, when do we ever get call? It seems like that would be a big deal. That Did some that like Janeway? Is, is calling. Yeah. It wasn't Janeway. It was somebody else. Yeah, and and they made it seem like we get calls from other ships all the time, like personal calls. <laughs> yeah. It's like when do we get personal calls? Like if some vessel is contacting our ship, it usually goes through the bridge and the and the senior officers before yeah. they just you know randomly call somebody in a turbo <laughs> lift. Hey, you got a call coming in. It was very strange. Uh, it anyway, was strange. Neelix goes I- to his quarters and Laxeth is calling him. And I loved at the end, or not the end, in the beginning, he says, oh, you old dilithium scrubber. I love that line. I have that note too. I wish Neelix Neelix would use that expression all, I wish that had become, oh, you old dilithium scrubber. What is, is that a, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be a dilithium scrubber. I don't know. That might be a t-shirt. I like it though. (laughs) It might be a t-shirt. Dilithium scrubber or ye old dilithium scrubber. Ye I old dilithium scrubber. I don't know. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. And yeah. and so yeah, Laxith says to uh to Neelix, oh, and by the way, uh, uh one of your crew members is leaving the ship. And Neelix is like, What? He's shocked. Totally shocked. He goes to 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 Janeway's um you know ready room and Tuvok is there and mm-hmm. uh and they give Neelix the news. Yes. Um Harris was relieved of duty and he's decided he wants to leave the ship mm-hmm. and, uh, and not be a part of Starfleet anymore. 
And Neelix yeah. seemed very sad at the end of that scene. I thought that was very sweet, especially with like having gone through parturition with the Tom and 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 uh, Neelix story. Yeah, your sort bonding, of bonding episode. Bonding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. That Neelix seemed very sad. Um, yeah, and and Neelix comes to Paris's quarters to try to find out what's going on and like talk him out of it. And boy, Paris was Paris was yelling at him and just being a jerk. I was like, oh, well, you yelled once, like towards the end, right in the closet area. You, yeah. you you got really loud in one line and came back down. But this, to me, was like a breakup scene. Like Paris was breaking up with Neelix because I know because you even say to him, "Look, it's 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 not you, it's me." Like you even had that yeah. that 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 corny line classic, that everyone classic said. Breakup classic breakup yeah, it's not you, breakup it's me. line. It's not you. It's me, Nelix. Yeah, not you, because he thinks it's him because of yeah. all the you know the jealousy things and whatever. But you guys already you've already squashed that drama, so yeah. it's already passed. But it definitely seemed um, like Paris it was, was kind of harsh though, and Nelix just kept you know being super sweet and nice. And mm. at the end, Nelix even goes in and just hugs him, just like at the very end of that scene. I thought yeah. that hug was very sweet, and you sort of saw. <laughs> Because Paris obviously is putting on a show here for Neelix yeah, a bit. Right. But when right. Neelix comes in for the hug, you see Paris's face and he's like, oh, this is really hard to keep this act up. I could see mm -hmm. that. I thought that was okay. a really, really nice moment. Yeah. I just also want to just pay some uh, homage to your suede shirt and tweed pants combo. Yes. Thank you. Was it suede? It looks suede-ish to me. It probably was. I, I had memories as I watched this episode of that outfit, and it was not comfortable. I remember That's like what the, I wanted. the pants sort of like at the hips. It was hard to yeah. bend my legs because they didn't really stretch. <laughs> they were they were just like, it was super tight around the, the hip area, as I recall. And it was tweed. Yeah. You're right. So it doesn't, it's not like, <laughs> you know, stretchy fabric of any kind right. or any room no. in there. It just... I do yeah. remember it being very uncomfortable and kind of itchy pants. As I'm glad you have memories of that. I, Cause I, I that was my next question. What do you remember from that bizarre outfit that you had on? And yeah. it was uncomfortable. Cause first I thought it was velour. I was like, is that a velour shirt? I go, no, wait a minute. It looks more suede -ish, actually. I also me. noticed by the way, I noticed, uh, I uh, had a lot of chest yeah. hair poking See, out there. I wrote that down too. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is? Hello, Chewbacca. What? What is that? I mean, what, is your your chest hair doesn't go that high, does it? Well, like, gonna, like right now, I mean, pull it down. Where is? I don't see. I don't. I almost cussed right now. I don't see anything right now. No, I've got. So it's, it's very light right it's there. It's very blonde. I don't know why I seem to have a lot of chest hair in that. Well, scene. you 24 years ago, for some reason, 24 years ago, your chest hair was higher on your body. Yeah, it it's is very... actually the older you've gotten, it's gone more and further and further south. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. It, it, that was a surprising it, amount of chest hair. <laughs> I, you know, I thought it was applied by makeup. No, I thought, did makeup was, Harmon actually apply no. his chest hair? Like, no. You were very hairy. I was a hairy guy. You, you should have been Harry Paris. I, they should have <laughs> made that shirt a little bit lower, and it could have been a classic sort of like Neil Diamond chest hair or something. It would, it would have been awesome. Um, oh, Neil. But we just Diamond. got a little hint of it. Out of the top of that that very uncomfortable outfit. That outfit seemed to be a uh, bit of a, a a nod to the Maquis side of of Paris's life. That it was sort of in the Maquis colors a bit. I don't know. 
Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because it was this earth tone thing. And I was just wondering, is this... Is this symbolism? Is there something? I think it was a bit of anything? like maybe these were his maki clothes or something. All right. It was a nod I'll to go that, that. I think. I'll go. I with think that. that. Okay. Um, we also I'll see Neelix that. talking to the doctor after this, and yeah. uh, and Neelix is trying to convince the doctor to be on his show, and the doctor yeah. seems seems very reluctant at first. Yes. But then his ego gets the better of him, and so he agrees <laughs> to do it. And. Even calls well, not only does he agree, he goes full, he goes 130% into it. He's oh, like, he's oh, so I have all these it. ideas. All <laughs> these ideas. I love his first idea, which is a wonderful uh, topic of how to keep your nostrils happy. How to keep your nostrils happy. Yeah. It's brilliant. Brilliant first. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to know how to keep your nostrils happy? Um, yeah. and, and the hidden mysteries of the adrenal gland is another subject he wants. I mean, boy, I wish I could have seen these... Uh, these great lectures and interviews, I think it would have been compelling. Uh, like reading yeah. a medical journal, like in the episode where he told uh, the uh, oh, yes, the, the DM lady. The DM yeah. lady he's in love yeah. with to go read yeah. his medical textbook. <laughs> I loved the, the editorial that Neelix did about Paris. I thought it was, uh, I thought this episode for Paris as a character was really great. Not only the scenes, mm-hmm. Um, that I got to do, but also the way it was structured to sort of redeem this character from historical kind of jerk, jerky behavior. You know, it basically mm. said for months he's been part of this this undercover plan. operation, right? Yes. You do you think Harry knew of this? Yes no. or no? No. I don't think so either. No. In the transporter room, uh, there's a very sad moment there where and 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 Paris gives. Oh, speaking of taking off comm badges, Paris takes his comm badge off and he gives it to to Harry. I think, no, I don't think anybody except for Janeway and Tuvok were in on this. Um, The minute you gave me the comm badge, I should have been so distraught with your leaving that I end up just swallowing it in a weird thing. Like a a David Lynch movie. (laughs) Swallow it. It's like a David Lynch movie or TV show. I, I yeah, so I don't think I knew that you were leaving, but I don't. No, I don't think anybody did. Yeah, I don't think that even as an actor, I was told this story until much closer to getting the script. Even though they may have been thinking this, I don't think mm. I don't recall them telling me this months ahead of time. I think they just wrote yeah. these scenes where Tom was a jerk. Okay, and that was the instruction, just to be kind of difficult and. Um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't play those early scenes months prior. I didn't with play that with the knowledge of, oh, yeah. this is all an act. I mean, for this yeah. episode, it, certainly it was an act. Right. You know, but prior uh, uh, episodes, mm-hmm. no, you would not have known that. Right. I don't yeah. think so. I don't recall no, they, knowing they, that. They, they always kept us in the dark. You know, yeah. In terms but of I thought story that Neelix, story the, Neelix, the Neelix editorial about Paris on his little briefings with Neelix show as it cut around to engineering and people watching mm-hmm. all over the ship, I thought was a real, very lovely homage to that character and kind of who he is. And, uh, yeah. you know, um, Neelix's yeah. version of look, yes, I judge this guy, but, um, but I know, I know that he's not that he's not a jerk. I know that he's a good guy and he's done heroic yeah. things. And yeah, I thought that was a really nice way for, for the writers to sort of buy back some of the, some of the, uh, jerky behavior 
you know. Yeah, this is this is a good Paris redemption episode. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Harry wants Janeway to wait and replace Harry, I wrote down. And you know, you went in there to fight for me and say, yeah. look, I know he took off, but you know, maybe he'll change his mind. Yeah, let's she not says, replace Tom just off the bat. And yeah. she's like, yeah. She's and like, that nope. scene shows that I don't know about it. Exactly. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And she says, nope, yeah. we're going to replace him. I don't mm-hmm. know with who. I don't know with who. But uh, I think they uh, mentioned Baytart. Yeah, they mentioned Baytart. That's true. Right. Who evidently was the juggler on the ship, which we didn't get to see because no, the very we never first. Did. Yeah, By the I way, I was, I was I a juggler. That's... Do you remember I would juggle sometimes off camera? I would juggle stuff. That was like my thing. Why didn't they let me juggle? Tom Paris could have been the juggler. Are you being serious right now? I'm being serious. That you don't remember me juggling down at my no, chair. You would juggle off camera? Yeah. I would juggle like the hell would wads you juggle? of paper or whatever was around or some <laughs> stuff. That's why you would think, because I can juggle, you would think I wouldn't be so clumsy with the phasers and break a dozen of them, but I did. I dropped all the phasers and broke the props, so they wouldn't give me phasers anymore. I don't remember you juggling that much. Oh, yeah. I don't. Okay. It's very jealous to hear hear Baytard is the juggler. Right. So now you know how I feel when people don't do voices, and they don't use me for it. Now you know. And I I understand how you felt, because I felt that way, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in the briefing room, we get a call from yeah. Jonas. Bellana gets a call. Hey, the warp, warp engine's got some problems. You got to get down here. And Neelix yeah. wants to go and be the journalist because now you can mm-hmm. tell he's your advice, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, Harry's advice. Right. You know, be be that investigative journalist. So off Neelix goes down to down to engineering, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the warp core. Uh, is having these plasma bursts that are that are radiating the core and all kinds of problems. And Jonas is seems to be very heroic, trying to you know save, save the warp yeah. core and everything. He he even risks injury and mm-hmm. and uh, risks his life. Really, you know, Balana saying yeah. don't. And he goes to sickbay because of his plasma yep. burns. Yep. Along with one other crew member. Right? Yes. It was Jonas and uh, another individual with plasma yeah. burns. Yeah. yeah. And the doctor still wants to be on the show. I think he's got another comment about being on the show. Yes. And we get a call from the Talaxian ship that they were attacked and that the Kazon kidnapped Paris, that the only thing they took was Paris, <laughs> which is <laughs> very strange. It's kind of yeah. weird. They don't take cargo. They just took Paris. That's took it. Paris. Seems mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Paris meets Seska, meets yeah. up. He's prisoner there. Um and she knows about the trouble with Chakotay. And Paris is like, How, who, who have you talked to? He's trying already to find out, you know, yeah. do his little spy work. Yeah, this is the note that I wrote down about your Seska uh, yeah. interaction. It says, Seska and Paris, the blue light makes Paris look like the hologram from Star Wars of Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia. Like when in mm-hmm. the original Star Wars, well, the first Star Wars movie, not episode one but the first star wars movie when they're tinkering with r2d2 and out pops that little hologram holographic message and it says help me obi-wan you're the only one i can whatever if she's totally blue you are totally blue in that scene you're lit under a blue light and behind you 
it's not blue, it's regular color. So it does make you look like a hologram to me. So that was my very first, um, but oh, not hologram from our show, but a Star Wars hologram. Uh, so I don't know if you noticed the lighting there, but it was very- I did, very I noticed dramatic. the lighting. I thought that set was kind of cool. I love the little, yeah. the little, um, you know, um, right sticks that were sticking out of the computer, all the memory sticks and things. I thought it was, yeah. it was lit yeah. very pretty. I thought it was, it was right. a cool set. Yeah. Yeah. But you were not, but the entire set was not bathed in that blue light. Just you were bathed in the blue light and the background behind yeah. you was, was regular colors. So that made you look like you were the uh, Star Wars hologram. So yeah, that is my note there. That scene was very interesting. Um, and Seska offers a deal. Obviously, mm-hmm. this this sort of uh, the behavior has worked. Uh, Chicote, mm-hmm. uh, she knows about the trouble with Chicote. Um, mm-hmm. Paris is trying to find out who did it, and then she leaves, offers him this deal to join her team. You know, pick a side. Which side do you want to be on? And then you see him trying to hack into the Kazon computer with this little mm-hmm. thing he snuck in, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Kind of cool. Finally, that that turn, that reveal of like, oh, Paris, this was all a show, and this is why he's mm. really here. He's here to be a spy. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, you you were essentially a tr- a human Trojan horse, is what yes. you were. You were yes. there to try to get the info right in the belly of the beast mm-hmm. of the enemy. Mm-hmm. This is when we go back to the ship, and this is where Neelix goes into engineering to investigate and be a journalist, and he's talking to Jonas, right? about the communications and Jonas is kind of saying, Hey, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Right. And Hogan and, reveals that the messages were sent without using any of the ship's antenna arrays, well, but even through the before, ship's before, power grid. Before that though, you see Jonas come over with a weapon and, and uh, Neelix, Neelix gets a call from the doctor who's pissed that he wasn't in the show again uh, in the middle of this. And Jonas has the weapon and he's coming over to, uh, to kill. Is that a weapon? I don't think that was a weapon. It was something that was going to hurt Neelix. Well, it looked like a tiny blowtorch. And or some kind I, of tool. Yeah. I wrote a joke down. I said, uh, and this is going to this this is in my video reaction. It's just I'm gonna I'm going to tiny blowtorch you to death. Like I'm gonna first get your ear, and then I'm gonna move down to your earlobe. It just didn't look like it was a really effective weapon. <laughs> oh, really? It looked pretty gruesome yes. to me. I thought he was good. Really? That, that would hurt. That would hurt. Whatever that thing does would hurt. Wow. I think I, so. Okay. All right. I do. Well, I think so. Let's, let's just agree to disagree okay. on that part. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jonas is about to kill him. And then that's when the doctor uh, pops up. Jumps and so in. Jonas yeah. has to hide his weapon. And the doctor mm-hmm. really wants to be on the Neelix show. And <laughs> yeah. uh, he's ready to go again. And then Neelix says, you know, not today. Can't do it today. Um, Neelix goes to talk to Tuvok and Tuvok is like, drop it, drop it, Neelix. Yeah. And you can see, uh, that he's not going to drop it because right. Harry told him like, it you got to bend the rules. It's all, yeah, it's he would have, all Harry, he would have dropped it if it wasn't for that advice. So yeah. yeah, he goes back to engineering to look at these deleted communication files. Uh, Jonas is listening in on the whole conversation that, that was, uh, that was, Definitely kind of creepy. You know, I kept feeling like, oh, Neelix is going to, he's just getting in, into a dangerous territory here. Mm-hmm. Neelix goes to Paris's quarters and discovers these secret communications. Yeah. Um, that, that we find out have been set up after the mm-hmm. fact that that wasn't yeah. Paris. I love that moment when Chakotay is brought into the plan. Yeah. Because yeah. he was pissed. He's not happy. No. He was no. It's like, 
wait a minute, why didn't you tell me? He, he was really yeah. pissed. Yeah, yeah, he just felt no one trusted him, which yeah. is I'd be pissed too. It's like I'm the I'm the freaking commander here. You should let yeah. me know, you know. So yeah, is he outranks Tuvok, right? Tuvok is not outranking yeah. Chakotay. Yeah, but yet Chakotay doesn't know anything. It's just between Paris and uh, sorry, yeah. Tuvok. Yeah, literally Paris, Janeway, and Tuvok are the only people that know about this. So mm -hmm. I get it. I understand you, Chakotay. Um, is this where we flash back to the uh, to the Kazon ship then? Where you're fight, uh, you're fighting. Is this what happened? Is that almost, the al almost? Um, okay. I'm because at something. the end of that scene, they encourage Neelix. They all agree Neelix should keep investigating, even though it's dangerous. And Tuvok says, "We got your back. We'll keep you monitored the whole time." Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I loved in that scene when Neelix goes, "I just want to do whatever I I have to to get Tom home safely." I thought that was a very sweet yeah. detail in the scene. Again, yeah. Neelix Neelix really. Uh, expressing his fondness for his friend tom i thought was very mm. sweet yeah mm. then we go to the the kazan ship and there's a bit of a fight and uh i literally i literally was looking at the fight and i was like oh my god i'm doing my own stunts here like i looked at the different cuts and i'm like there's no stunt man in there yeah i went back you. and i literally watched it four times i was like oh <laughs> let me check out my stunt work like my fall and my roll and my roll up to a knee and firing and hitting. And yeah. I was like, that was pretty good. I did yeah. pretty good with that stunt work. Yeah. 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 There did. was no stunt man there. Huh? Well, I, um, so before the, what happens is when you're leaving that, that's what predicates the fight scene is yeah. that little device explodes that little yep. device you have on the, yep. on the console, it explodes. You get blown over the bed. And and then like in a delayed reaction, the Kazon also gets blown over the bed. And wouldn't you think that everyone would be blown at the same time? It's sort of a delayed so. reaction where he flew. Yeah, you would think so. But, but I um, had to do my bounce off the, the case, bed and roll on the ground. You, I needed you, plenty you of room for my fancy stunt. Yes. And, and then the other guy can <laughs> fall in. Right. And now if you notice the Kazon that you're fighting against, and this is probably because we just our special interviewee this month was stunt coordinator Dennis Madalone. So after that interview, yeah. I just, especially with this episode, this is the first episode I've, we've reviewed since um, interviewing Dennis. I'm now watching very closely to see who is doing the stunts. And so yeah. that Kazon, did you see who that Kazon is it? that you're no, fighting? I didn't, I didn't see who it was. Who was it? Tom Morgan. Was it Tom Morgan? Yes. Because oh, the thing is, he's got all the makeup on. You got to, yeah. you know, you can't recognize the makeup. But if you look, it's those freaking, he's got these crazy blue eyes. Tom yeah. Morgan has these really, it's like the same color as if you're, oh, for those of you funny. who are watching the video portion, like the nacelles on the background of my uh, of my Voyager right here, is it's that kind of blue. It's like really, really intense blue. So that was Morga for sure. That's funny. When I looked up Morga, Morga's born the same year as my mom yes he's like 79 or something oh right now God. so I, I just i Here's couldn't Tom believe Morgan that i mean what he was doing for those on yeah. on video uh i've i've got a picture of tom morga who was on our stunt mm. team for voyager yeah. and did so many characters and so many stunts uh yeah yeah tom morga's yep he he i would have to say that was dennis madelone's right hand man like yeah, he was literally that's his go-to guy whenever he needed anybody to get dressed up 
as an alien or or human, whatever, you know, like yeah. they would be Tom Morga, right? So um well, here's a picture. I'm showing a picture now of Tom Morga who doubled Jonathan Frakes on Next Generation. Oh my god. With a with a fake beard and everything oh, for I Frakes, for Riker. Yeah, yeah, Tom Morga did so many mm-hmm. different Trek stunts. So yes, many he did. Yeah, so many yeah. great, great stunts. Also well, you after you beat up Tom, you kind of run out and you look at you look back at everybody and you go, <laughs> you say, "Thanks for the hospitality," and that's almost like the new "Yes, ma'am." It's like "Thanks for the hospitality." You did it a little. It was little like an thing. ironic, sarcastic sort of. Yeah, it is. Thanks it for is. the hospitality. hospitality. Yeah. I it had, a, it had a little bit of neener neener boo boo. It did. It did. <laughs> If I ever make a shirt with your face in it, I could put those words on the bottom. Thanks, Thanks for, the, for hospitality. the hospitality. Yeah. 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 I just, I was very uh, impressed and and surprised. I did all the stunts. I, that fight outside, I did that as well. You did a good uh, job. Because I kept looking. I, I, I literally watched it a couple yeah. times. I'm like, yeah. is there a double in there anywhere? Because we did get doubled quite often for, for certain stunts. But for that whole fight sequence, I think I did all that myself. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I like doing stunts. I always enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a really nice moment with Paris in the, in the shuttle flying back saying, you know what? Um, get out of here. It's dangerous coordinates. It's a trap. They've got, you know... Um, Troops on you the ground. Say, I might not make it. I you might say, not make it. Get out of here. I'll take care of myself. Yeah. And I thought that was uh, a really heroic gesture. It was a heroic gesture, but I would like to bring a uh, uh, notice to the fact that yes. there's a little weird bloop, not a blooper, but just something that I caught in the initial conversation of you inside the shuttle and yes. you're talking and, and you're being, you know, you're being, the shuttle's being rocked by fire and yes. Uh, alien fire right and you're like yes. moving around your hand at one point braces you you're trying to brace yourself oh, yeah up on and the... it goes outside of the <laughs> shuttle like you, you you're you're touching your you can clearly see where the window the you know not the yeah the window right i mean the the, yeah. the it's the, like wrapped uh, around yeah your hand oh, goes funny. out outside of it to hold there and i, I was maybe thinking, maybe the force field is on the outside Maybe it's a thick <laughs> beam with a force field on the outside. I, I mean, I just to... want to remind everybody when those things are shaking around, and you're right, in the shuttle, it was crazy. It was shaking yeah. almost upside down. It was so much shaking. Yeah. But those sets didn't shake. Like, nothing moved. No. So it was just the camera operators yeah. rocking the camera around and whatever and we actor. did as actors giving yeah. it that movement. I mean, if you sat back and watched while we filmed it, it would look ridiculous. Mm. It only looks... Like it makes sense when you see it through the camera, you know, the, the camera that's actually shooting it. So correct. Yeah. But I'm I'm guessing you did not catch that little little I did not slip, no. slip there. No. Okay. It's very interesting because I've I, seen just, that on our show before. Like, you know, some of the bulkheads, like in the captain's ready room and stuff, they're at an angle. And I've seen Kate sometimes standing up by the window, and I'm like, isn't her <laughs> head sticking out into space? Like, isn't she a little close to that? It's just the angle of the, you know, the way that it should be. You're like, I don't think you can stand there. I don't think you're getting oxygen right now, Captain. <laughs> no, head, your head's in space. <laughs> your head is totally in space. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, just the fact that you're part of your, 
your digits were in space was okay. You're not going to yeah. die for that. Yeah. But I just, yeah. Okay. And we're almost near the end here. You know, Neelix has a mm. big fight scene with Jonas, yeah. which um, I did look for the stunt doubles in that scene and saw him a you couple could, of times. Oh, so yeah. I just want to want to say <laughs> see my Jonas? fight scenes. I yes. didn't have any doubles. It, it was you. Okay. And usually, when you can, this is how you tell a stunt double. It's usually the wig is a little bit yeah, it's off. Usually the hair. They don't they don't spend as much money on the wig for the stunt double as they do as the wig or as the hair of the person that's doing yeah. it, or if they were wearing a wig. And um, Jonas's stunt double's hair did not match uh, no, Raphael Samarge's hair all. color at all. Not it was at all. Like, and the, Neel- and the Neelix double was looked smaller and just it yeah, didn't look he as looked good. like a smaller Neelix, right? Yeah. So it, it was it like, did some mm. of the close close ups and that stuff, but the bigger fighting was doubles for sure. But they yeah. needed doubles because eventually they Neelix flip over the yeah, yeah. throws him over yeah. into the uh, into the warp stuff or whatever something. Is it, I don't really what understand that? what that was. It was like a breach well, in a well, hole. It's green. With it's green. Warp so plasma. Was it, yeah, was it leaking warp plasma? I don't Something know. Something like that. I don't know. So, it was whatever un- it was. Unclear. Yes, but you die immediately when you're in there. You got Clearly. to. Anything green that, that's that green can't you be just good die. For you. Yeah. No. It's like toxic Avenger. Yeah. You know, it's, kind of- it's not pea soup. It's not it's not no. a, it's not a seaweed <laughs> bath. That was that was bad. Is that lentil or yeah. pea? What, no. what is that exactly? Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to bring light to um, when when weapons are back online. I'm on the bridge with Janeway, and yeah. Janeway says, "Janeway says, fire at will." And right when she says that, Megan's sitting next to me, and I know it's like a dad joke, but she goes like, "What did Will do? Like, <laughs> like, like why are you firing at Will? Get it? Fire at oh, Will? Like, I never thought wow. about that. Yeah, dad joke. <laughs> I, yeah. I laughed at it. It was great. I thought yeah. it was funny. Fire at Will. <laughs> what did Will do? <laughs> What did Will do? Why are they mad at Will? Why are they mad at Will? He did yeah. nothing to you. Um, the video at the very end when you're it's being interviewed. Cute. It's cute. And do you yeah. notice that you pronounce Chicote as if No, I don't. I don't know. How did I, I just it? Well, no, you don't say Ch- no, you you give it like a New York twist. You went Chicote. Chicote. You said it like you were a New Yorker. Yeah. Chicote. Which was interesting because nothing else out of your mouth is New York-esque except for the word or the you name. You know what's funny? I have a very adaptable accent because I moved around as a kid and I lived okay. in New York for 12 years and I and I lived in the South and I've lived all over. So I found, I found that as I was moving around as a kid that when I moved to a new place like Philadelphia or the South, whatever, if I took on the accent that I would fit in, I'd make friends faster. So- yeah. Somewhere unconsciously, I pick up. If I'm talking with New Yorkers, I start bringing a little New York accent to it. Yeah. If I'm talking Me to too. you know my family from the South, I bring in my Southern. Mm-hmm. Well, that scene was with Ethan Phillips, who is a New Yorker. And so probably between takes, we were talking, and I bet I was picking up a little of his New York vibe. So that Bingo. when we got into the scene, I bet I had a little bit of a New York thing happening because I, 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 I'm like a chameleon with my, my unconscious kind of adapting to accents. I don't do it consciously; it just sort of happens. Look at that! We yeah. solved the mystery. That's probably where right it came from. There, we Sherlock homed that. I did. Very we impressed. investigated we it. Figured it out. You see what we I did? did? And I am. We, yeah. 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 <laughs> we investigated it did it yeah okay. i uh 
I got to say, I, I do the same thing. I'm very much whoever I'm talking to, I take on their their accent to the yeah. point that whoever's with me will whisper into my ear, you're going to, aren't you worried about being offensive to that person that you're going to offend that person? Especially because if it's you're like an ethnic accent. accent. Yeah. I know I used to, I, used, I feel like I used to do that. Like if I'm in the, in a cab with a, yeah. you know, a, a Latino, uh, you know, cab driver or something that mm -hmm. has a thick accent, I will start saying English words. I don't even speak Spanish, but I'll start saying right. English words with a little, <laughs> and it's unconscious. It's just yeah. about like, connecting you, or you know i don't mean anything disrespectful no, by it but no, I, I you know just end up yeah you spanishify it a little bit I, you just, yeah yeah I or hear we're you. in and germany i'll germanyfy it a little or i'll yes you know. yes yes and yeah. it's just not to be offensive at all we just we're trying to make you feel comfortable when speaking to us that is what our natural tendencies mm. are i think mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah what was your theme for this episode I didn't have one. No, I got a theme. No, it took me a minute because I was like, "All right, what is what is the theme for me in this?" And it was a hard one because it was a very procedural sort of episode. Mm -hmm. But I, I realized it was really through Neelix's point of view uh, as a journalist, as an investigator. The theme to mm -hmm. me is: if you really want to get to the truth, the real truth, it requires a deep investigation. And I think. That's true about anything in life. That's a great lesson in life is like, you can't just look at Paris on the surface and know what's going on. You got to look deeper. You can't just look at, you know, this mystery story of this investigation on the surface, you got to go deeper. So that okay. that's to me, that's like, if you really want to get to the core truth of anything, you're going to have to look, you're going to have to really investigate beyond the obvious. That's interesting because when I was thinking about theme and I really couldn't get it, the first thing that came to my mind is really the flip side of the coin of your theme, which is be wary of digging too deep oh. because, yes, because you may end up, you have to be careful that you don't get killed by a mini blowtorch very slowly. That's a you good know, theme. You. That's good for yes. everyone to remember. I, everyone should remember this. <laughs> Yes. Well, just to watch your back, you know, if you're this is if the you're kind of that wisdom deep. that you guys are going to get from the Delta Flyers, okay? The deep insight and profound wisdom of the Delta Flyers. Okay, so your theme is if you really want the truth, you got to make sure you dig deep. You go deep. Yeah. Mine is if you're going to go dig deep, make sure you watch your back because yeah. there watch are out for other, mini blow torches. You know, watch out for mini blow torches or just peril. There could yep. be peril around the corner because of your your extra deep digging, right? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it for this week's recap. Holy moly, we're done. I had forgotten that that was such a big Paris episode, and I'm really mm -hmm. happy to have rewatched it with you, Garrett. Um, yes, you know, I, an important episode. Fabulous, yeah. good character development for. Um, yes, and oh, by the way, I just want to say one last thing. I've never ever seen closet area of any other crew member, <laughs> like the shelves <laughs> that you were taking stuff out of. You don't see that ever with anyone yeah. else's quarters. So yeah, that true. was one other random uh, observation that I had. That's true. But um, yes, so I, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed seeing that you were a major player in this episode, which I had no clue. Like you and I don't remember you joining a Talaxian convoy at all. Do so not. that was so. Um, and it's a thumbs up for me. I enjoyed this episode for sure. Thumbs up for me too. Good episode. Okay. 
All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, stay tuned uh, next week as we review the episode Deadlock, one of my favorites, actually. Oh. Deadlock. Deadlock. Can't wait. I can't wait. See you then. See ya.